Will South Carolina's football team hit the over or under for Bet Online set win total of six and a half games for the 2022 season? We'll discuss that today on the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. I am your new host, Andrew Lyon, a University of South Carolina graduate from the 2021 class and a lifelong South Carolina fan. And I got to say, I am beyond excited and fired up to get this podcast underway and to be able to deliver to y'all daily content covering the latest news game results and developments with all of South Carolina's major sports teams I have to thank Zach Blackerby and Tom Lee for giving me this massive opportunity to be able to really kickstart my career in the sports media and journalism industry again I'm just so Thankful, grateful, and super excited to be able to talk to all of you and be able to do what I love, which is talking South Carolina sports. So you may be wondering, where can you find this podcast? Well, you can pretty much find this podcast anywhere where you listen to your podcast daily, whether that be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Pandora, you name it, you are probably going to be able to find it. So if you know some family members or friends who would maybe be interested in this podcast and they listen to podcasts through any one of these apps, be sure to go ahead and spread the word, let them know, because I want to be able to grow this audience and base to be as big and as awesome as it can be. And You don't have to be a South Carolina fan if you want to listen to this podcast. I'm going to welcome everybody with open arms, whether you are a South Carolina Gamecock fan or you maybe even are a fan of one of our biggest rivals on the gridiron, on the court, and on the baseball diamond. So thank you all once again. But without further ado, let's go on ahead and get on right into today's show. So... For today's show, we are going to discuss bet on lines over under win total that they have set for South Carolina for the 2022 football season. Now, for over unders, if you are someone that is not really big into gambling or don't normally bet, an over under win total is basically a set amount that a gambling company thinks that you will end up around and then sets an over or under for you to decide whether or not you think that particular team will either finish under that number or over that number. So, for example, for the 2022 football season, betonline.net set South Carolina's over-under win total at six and a half games. Now, obviously, 
especially for a football season, you cannot finish at something like six and a half games. But for and over under, the point five in this case does not matter. The point five is basically there just to try to make you have to think a little bit harder on whether or not you want to put up a over or under for this particular NCAA football future bet. So in today's episode, I'm going to give the argument for both betting the under and betting the over on this particular college football future bet for South Carolina and what my opinion is on the entire thing at the end of the show. So let's start off with the argument for going with the under six and a half game win total for South Carolina in 2022. With the first point being South Carolina's SEC West draw. Now, for the 2022 season, South Carolina draws both Arkansas and Texas A&M, who, at the worst for both teams, are probably the fourth or fifth best team in the SEC West overall. The best division, by the way, in college football. Both teams have a lot to be excited about and showed promise this past year. Arkansas was the darling of college football last season because after years of miring as the doormat of the SEC at the end of the Brett Bielema era all the way through Sam Pittman's first year as head coach, the Razorbacks last year with an exceptionally competitive bunch would rattle off nine wins, including an Outback Bowl win over Penn State. Oh, by the way, they only lost one home game all season. Texas A&M, like Arkansas, won eight games in the 2021 regular season, and despite losing their starting quarterback, Haynes King, in week two of the season at Colorado, or versus Colorado, in Denver, Zach Calzada, with some help from some skilled players like Anaya Smith and Isaiah Spiller, and other staunch defense led by defensive coordinator Mike Elko, would keep the ship steered in the right direction. Oh, And another thing on Texas A&M, they also just finished with what many consider to be the greatest recruiting class in the history of college football, with pretty much every single recruiting service out there giving the Texas A&M Aggies the perch on top of all the other teams as the number one recruiting class in the country for the 2022 recruiting cycle. Now, another reason why people would maybe argue that South Carolina will finish under six and a half wins for the 2022 season is the volatility that they showed in the 2021 season. The Gamecocks shocked a lot of other teams across the conference and the college football landscape when they won seven games, including a fantastic showing in the Dukes Mayo Bowl against the North Carolina Tar Heels where they won 38-21. While the win total, however, may tell one story, A closer look at each individual game from last season tells a completely different story. As much as us South Carolina fans are looking ahead with complete optimism towards the 2022 season, as historians always tell us, you have to know where you've been in order to know where you're going. And when looking at the wins from the 2021 season, excluding the first game against Eastern Illinois, an FCS team, South Carolina only won two games by more than nine points, and that was against Florida at home coming off a bye week where they won 40-17, and the Dukes-Mayo Bowl mentioned earlier against the Tar Heels. 
On the flip side of the coin, pertaining to the Gamecocks' losses last season, four of South Carolina's six losses were by 25 points or more. In essence, this football team was an extremely volatile one last season, where more often than not, if the Gamecocks won, they eked out the win at the end. And if they lost, the game was either over at halftime or a little ways into the third quarter. So when looking back at the 2021 season, realistically speaking, South Carolina could have lost as many as nine games or won as many as nine games if you hypothetically flipped the results in both the close wins and losses that they had during the season. So for some odds makers who put a lot of emphasis on the results of the previous season, it can be understandable why a team like last year's South Carolina squad wouldn't get more than a six and a half win total over under future bet, which would split almost right down the middle between the potential nine and four and three and nine hypothetical win range that I just referenced earlier. Now, coming up next, I will go over some of the reasons why South Carolina could end up hitting the over on the six and a half over under win total mark set by bet online for the 2022 season. But first, I have a message from our friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info, where you'll find all of the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's NBA basketball championship match. The Warriors and Boston Celtics are playing right now for the NBA title, and Game 1 was an absolute doozy this past week. And I can only imagine with that much scoring in that one game alone, what is going to happen the rest of the way between the older dynastic Golden State Warriors and the young crafty guys from Boston who are looking to get their first ever title as a group. You also can... Find some NHL Hockey Conference Finals bets. So if you're a Colorado Avalanche or Edmonton Oilers fan and you're watching the Western Conference Finals, you can go to Bet Online to make some bets on your teams as well. You've also got plenty of Major League Baseball games pretty much every single day. And of course, all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC all the way to boxing. Bet Online acts as a continuous source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and much, much more. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. Welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, the show where you can continue to find daily news coverage of your favorite South Carolina Gamecock sports team. So, in the first segment of the show today, we discussed some of the reasons why South Carolina could wind up hitting the under of the six and a half win total mark set by bet online. So for this next segment, I'm now going to discuss with y'all some talking points and reasons why South Carolina could very well hit the over on that six and a half win total future bet set by bet online. With the first reason being the roster improvements made from the transfer portal. If there's one team from this offseason that you could point to as the biggest winner in regards to recruiting from the transfer portal, many people would probably point to programs with new coaches like Southern Cal, LSU, and Oklahoma. 
who brought in 14-plus players each to try and improve their new team. Others would point to Alabama, who looked at quality over quantity and were very methodical in poaching some big-time offensive targets like wide receivers Tyler Harrell and Jermaine Burton, extremely athletic running back Jameer Gibbs, offensive tackle Tyler Steen, who provides desperately needed help to the offensive line, and cornerback Eli Ricks from one of the biggest rivals in the LSU Tigers. If this conversation, however, is going to take place, then the South Carolina Gamecocks deserve to have a seat at the table. Everyone, of course, knows that quarterback Spencer Rattler and his teammate and tight end Austin Stockner have joined the program. But the big mistake that some odds makers, opposing fans, and college football analysts alike are making is ending the conversation after mentioning both of these guys. And this would be a great disservice to what Shane Beamer and his coaching staff have done in terms of filling up holes this offseason. Starting on the offensive side of the ball, along with Rattler and Stogner, the Gamecocks got an experienced running back in Christian Beal Smith, who runs with a lot of power and helped lead Wake Forest to an ACC runner-up finish in 2021. They also signed wide receivers in FCS second-team All-American Antoine Wells Jr. from James Madison and Corey Rucker from Arkansas State, whom in two seasons has 1,269 receiving yards and 14 touchdown receptions. They also shored up the depth at both the tight end and running back spots by getting cornerback Love C.A. Carroll from Georgia, who played running back in high school, and tight end Nate Atkins from East Tennessee State. Moving on to the defensive side of the ball, they signed defensive end Terrell Dawkins from NC State, a player who as a freshman in the 2020 season had nine tackles for loss and four and a half sacks for the Wolfpack. And the last scholarship player the Gamecocks got in the transfer portal was safety Devani Reed from Central Michigan, a hard-hitting defensive back who has started every year he's played college football and has 281 career tackles to his name. Every single one of these players, not just Rattler and Stogner, will contribute meaningful snaps in some capacity for the Gamecocks in 2022. And if I had to put money on it, I would say four or five of these transfers will be starting in week one. Another reason that South Carolina could hit the over for the 6.5 win total set by Bet Online is the experience this team will have coming back. Compared to the rest of their SEC counterparts, the Gamecocks, from a returning production standpoint, will have one of the most experienced teams in the SEC and the country in certain facets. In an ESPN Plus article written by ESPN staff writer Bill Connolly, Connolly used an adaptive formula that's based on positional importance and the year-to-year changes in the sport, changes like the importance of the transfer portal. As of February 7th, this offseason, the Gamecocks had a returning production percentage of 73% overall, which ranked third in the SEC. When splitting the percentages into offensive and defensive production alone, the Gamecocks' returning production percentages are both 82 and 65% respectively ranking both first and tied for ninth in the SEC. Now, if you're interested in learning more about how Bill's calculations worked out and how South Carolina compares to other teams specifically in both the SEC and in college football as a whole, I highly recommend you go and check out the article in your own time, although you will need to have an ESPN Plus account in order to be able to access it. Now, to counter this point, Some people would point to the Gamecocks' offense ranking as one of the worst offenses 
in the FBS last season in order to negate the returning production percentage and would say that returning production doesn't mean anything if the production wasn't better than most of the competition that it faced last year. And while admittedly that would be a very valid point, I would contest in return that no team can make a jump like South Carolina hopes and wants to make this coming football season without having experience in their favor. Think of Ole Miss's defense from last year. Do you think that the Rebels would have made the Sugar Bowl if that defense hadn't made such significant leaps in its production from their disastrous 2020 showing? I'll leave that up to you to decide. Now, another point with South Carolina potentially hitting the over would be the schedule. Now, some people would believe that South Carolina won't win more than six games in 2022 and would pound the table saying that while the Gamecocks might return a lot of experience and have significantly improved the roster via the transfer portal, that the schedule is still just too difficult for them to exceed national expectations. Well, if you aren't someone who pays close enough attention to the SEC and look at the schedule from a bird's eye view, I could see how you would come to this conclusion. But a closer look at the 2022 schedule suggests that, truthfully, the schedule might be a little less daunting than it was last season. The biggest difference from an opponent perspective this season compared to last year is the Arkansas game, which is on the road in Week 2. Now, this is a series that hasn't taken place since 2017, and this game will undoubtedly be one of the toughest games all season for South Carolina, who will be facing an SEC West foe riding a very big high after their accomplishments from last year. South Carolina also has to play Clemson, their arch rivals whom they play annually on the road this season, like they do with Arkansas, meaning that they won't have the luxury of playing in front of the Gamecock faithful in Williams-Brice Stadium. Besides that, however, the non-conference slate is pretty much smooth sailing, as the Gamecocks face Georgia State, Charlotte, and South Carolina State. All of these teams collectively went 20-17 and in 2021, and the Gamecocks will undoubtedly be double-digit favorites in all three of those contests. When looking at the overall conference slate, the Gamecocks' toughest road game by far will be Kentucky in Week 6, which would be followed by a trip to Ben Hill Griffin Stadium in Week 11, playing the Gators of Florida, as far as difficulty is concerned. The big plus regarding SEC play, however, is that South Carolina plays three of their toughest opponents at home, drawing Georgia, Texas A&M, and Tennessee all at home. Now, the reason for this is that three of South Carolina's four 25-plus point losses from the 2021 season were against these same three teams, and they were all on the road. So to have these same teams now playing in Columbia this season and going along with an improved roster, it will be a big equalizer for this team in the 2022 football season. Now coming up next, I will be giving y'all my own personal thoughts as to what I believe will happen for South Carolina to potentially hit the over Six and a half win total set by Ben Online for the 2022 football season. But before I do that, I want to pass along a quick message from our friends over at Built Bar. Don't you love a chewy, chocolatey brownie? Because I know that I do. What about a caramel brownie with caramel swirled on top? Now that, my friends, is a taste of heaven. 
Now, what if I told you that you could have all that chewy, chocolatey goodness plus 17 grams of protein? Yes, that's right. You're in luck because caramel brownie bars are available at Built.com right now. But you got to act fast because they're a big fan favorite amongst everybody who is a part of the Built Bar family. Forget about dessert. These are better than dessert. Plus, the macronutrient counts are unreal. It's only 130 calories. Once again, you get 17 grams of protein. And to top it all off, the best part, you only have 4 grams of sugar. I would replace the regular brownie with Built's Caramel Brownie Bar in a heartbeat. They are also 100% covered in real chocolate. Now, there's a big misconception in the world of fitness and nutrition that in order to meet your goals, you have to sacrifice taste with that. But with Built Bar, you don't have to sacrifice taste to be healthy. You can have both. And all Built Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of healthy benefits. There are a million reasons that you should try Built Bars. But for now, let's just say that Caramel Brownie will rock your world. And that's not an understatement. With Built, tasty is the new healthy. Go to Built.com to get your box of Caramel Brownie Bars now with this special offer of using the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D in all caps, 1-5 for 15% off at Built.com. Go now while the offer lasts. Welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find continuous sports news, coverage, and information on your favorite sports team every day. So up to this point in today's show, I have discussed the reasons why you could feasibly pick the over or under on South Carolina's 6.5 win total over under mark that was set by BetOnline.net. So what I'm going to do for the last segment of today's show is I'm going to give y'all my reasons for why I think the win total over under mark was set at six and a half games and what I believe in general will happen when it comes to South Carolina's win-loss record for the 2022 football season. So there are a few reasons why I believe South Carolina's six and a half win total over under mark was set where it was. With the first reason being that, just to put it bluntly, there is, without a doubt, a historical bias out there against South Carolina pertaining to its football program. And it's not really me pointing the finger, of course, at any odds makers in Las Vegas. It's just more so the fact that, obviously, South Carolina has not done anything like some of the teams surrounding it in this region have done. They haven't won national championships like Clemson and Georgia and Florida have. They haven't had multiple Heisman Trophy winners like Alabama has had in the last few years. They haven't ever even won a conference championship in the SEC, that is. The only conference championship they've ever won was an ACC title back in 1969 when Paul Dietzel was roaming the sidelines for South Carolina. And so when you look at the collective achievements that South Carolina has had over the course of its program's history, and it's that sparse, it's pretty easy to see why oddsmakers would not 
give South Carolina maybe the benefit of the doubt more so than they will with other teams. Another reason why I believe South Carolina's win total over under Mark was set at six and a half games is South Carolina, when they did win last year, they did not win sexy. And what I mean by that is they did not go out there and beat a lot of conference foes or Power 5 opponents by 40-plus points. They weren't scoring 39, 40-plus points a game like Tennessee was. I mean, think about it. Tennessee, in comparison to South Carolina, finished the year with the same exact record that South Carolina had. And quite frankly, especially on the defensive side of the ball, you could make a pretty good argument that South Carolina's defense was better than Tennessee's last year. But because of the fact that Tennessee's offense averaged around 40 points per game and just put up these gaudy numbers from a passing, receiving, and rushing perspective, you look at where everybody's projecting all the teams in the SEC East to finish this upcoming season, Tennessee is pretty much being projected right now by most people to win at least eight games and in some cases, maybe even double-digit wins, meaning at least 10-plus wins for this upcoming season. And then the last reason why I think the over-under win total was set at 6.5 games is just the simple fact that in recent history, it's been years since South Carolina won at a high level. The last time South Carolina won more than eight games in a in the season was back in 2017, Will Muschamp's second year at South Carolina, where they won nine games and ended up winning the Outback Bowl. It was the first time then since 2013 that South Carolina had won more than seven games between the regular season and their bowl game. And so, really truthfully, since Steve Spurrier went on his magical run that he had with South Carolina back in the early 20-teens, South Carolina just hasn't had a whole lot to point to with its recent football history. So overall, what do I see happening in comparison to this over-under-win total of six and a half games that's been set by Bet Online for South Carolina in the 2022 season? I have to admit, and I'm not telling y'all to put this bet down and hammer home the over, but I do believe that South Carolina will end up going over on the six and a half games this upcoming season. I just think that people are underestimating what Spencer Rattler did at Oklahoma before the first half of the 2021 season, how good he was in 2020. The fact that the guy that took over for him is probably going to end up being a first-round draft pick in the NFL draft for 2025. And you also look at all the other guys that South Carolina's added. Guys like Christian Bill Smith, guys like Antoine Wells Jr., guys like Corey Rucker. Terrell Dawkins and Vonnie Reed on the defensive side of the ball. All of these guys are going to help out. And also, y'all, this past season, South Carolina was coming off a two-win season. This was a locker room that when it came to actually winning football games, they had guys, they had forgotten how to win. This team did not know what it was like to win football games anymore. And yes, while it might have been ugly a lot of times last year, especially in about the first seven games of the season, This is a football program that now knows how to win again. Now, the next step forward that this team needs to take is to win more consistently. Upset a couple more teams. Defeat teams 
like Missouri and Kentucky on a more consistent basis. So that that way, maybe you can eventually try to get back to being at the top of the division, fighting Georgia for the SEC East crown. Because right now, the SEC East, it is Georgia and everybody else. But this next season, and I'll talk about this another day, this next season is so important for the SEC East. Because right now, it is the college football equivalent of an arms race between South Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, and you might be able to throw in there a Missouri or a Florida. No offense to Vanderbilt fans. I'm really sorry, y'all, but there's still a little ways to go before y'all are going to be able to get back to being competitive under Clark Lee. So overall, I think with everything South Carolina has going for him from a momentum standpoint, a recruiting standpoint, and this coaching staff learning so much about how SEC football operates this past season, from a coordinator and head coaching perspective, I think that they will end up hitting the over on the six and a half win total set by Bet Online for this next season. So, with that being said, y'all, that is going to do it for today's Locked On Gamecocks podcast show. I hope that you all really enjoyed today's episode, and I hope that, of course, this will create a lot of discussion amongst all of y'all. What do y'all think is going to happen with South Carolina's football team this next season? Do you think that they'll hit the over on the six and a half win total mark, or do you think that they'll hit the under? I want y'all to let me know your thoughts wherever you may find me on social media. My main social media account that will be associated with my work for this show is going to be my Twitter account, and you can find me on Twitter at alion underscore sc. That's capital A- capital L-Y-O-N underscore capital S capital C. Thank you to those of you who have given this podcast a listen. I'm very excited for the future of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. And remember, you can find this podcast anywhere where you listen to your podcast or your family members and friends listen to their podcasts. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Pandora, You can pretty much find this podcast anywhere you look, so be sure to spread the word. Let's help build up and grow this community. I'm super excited for the opportunities with this show. Thank you to all of you once again, and I will catch you all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. 